ECW Dynamite here on TNT. I'm Tony Schiavone. Four days removed from the spectacular all-out pay-per-view. And we've got, well, I see we got MJF and Chris Jericho arriving. I'm glad you're here because I wanted to talk to you about the one match that everybody is talking about out of All Out. Thank Thanks, you, Tony. Tony. Oh, listen, you, you did have a great match, Max. And I want to say this. I meant to say this to you the other night. You got robbed by Moxley. Everybody saw him cheat behind the back of that stupid referee to give you the paradigm shift. Never should have happened, but it's okay. Because I'm telling you right now, I guarantee you will be the AEW champion very soon. I want to say this right now. Let me get this off my chest, Christopher. That coming from you, a legend, means the world to me. And I know it's genuine. And I'm about to throw something genuine right back at you. The fact that you had to even touch that soulless ginger prick who loves to shove his hands in his pockets. The fact that you lost to him, Chris, not once but twice, it's criminal. Yeah. But I'm here to promise you that one day you are going to regain your AEW World Championship, and that I can guarantee. I believe in you, man. I believe in you too, Max. Thanks. Much respect. <laughs> there you go. Have hey, a great show. Yeah, have a great show tonight. No, no, no. You have a great Kill show. Kill it. You'd kill it. What a loser. All right, ring the damn bell. Welcome to the JFW Podcast. In case you didn't know, that stands for Just Fans Wrestling. We're going to talk some of this week's wrestling highlights and maybe a couple extra shit, bust some balls, and have some fun. And the JFW Tag Team is here. Let them know, guys. Hi, everyone. I'm Catherine, a.k.a. the High Hill Gamer. I'm sorry. Anytime Lewis says we're going to bust, bust some balls, I get all giddy and shit. I'm like, yes, ball busting. I, I do, too. I got to keep it together. <laughs> Tag, hear it. What's up, everybody? This is Zach, a.k.a. Splick Lava. And I'll pass it over to you, Lou. And this is Lou, a.k.a. Puerto Rican Judo. And we're going to get started because there might not be that much stuff, but there's some pretty decent stuff to talk about. Unless you guys disagree, then we could just end the show right now and we're done. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> we're done. Um, the cat's like, mm, I can play Sims. All right. Yes. We're done. Yes. <laughs> it's my Sim name. Um, so I'm still looking at this <laughs> Ivar thing. Um, it, I, got, I have, this is some crazy shit. Like it happened so fast when I was watching it. The only thing I saw was him throw up the axe and I was like, oh, somebody's hurt. And I didn't know if it was him or if one of the other guys had gotten hurt. And um, they, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it was, it was crazy. And then they did a really good job of keeping the camera off of that part of the ring because they only flashed it one time where it looked like he was bending his right fingers, like kind of flexing them. Well, like this. I'm flexing my fingers. Like, I pretty much missed it until Kat pointed it out. And she brought it to my attention. was like, look, he's doing the X. He's doing the X. And uh, when they showed the replay, they showed they showed in, in slow motion after he hit and he came down and did the X. 
Uh, I thought it was his knee. I thought he hurt his knee the way it came down. Yeah, the way the video, well, the way we saw it live, it looked like it was his leg, something to do with his leg. Um, the only reason why I continued that assumption was because, and I don't remember where I saw it. I, I don't remember if it was like a Twitter thing or a WWE like little blurb, but it was noted that Ivar had said, I felt a pop and that was it. So I usually when a person feels a pop for me, I've only ever heard it, you know, your knee or your ankle. I've never really heard a pop anywhere else. Um, <clears throat> so that was that's why I thought it was his leg mm -hmm. but upon further investigation it seems that it is his neck and he's having to undergo neck surgery um, <clears throat> and I'm trying to figure out because we watched um, somewhat of a choppy slow-mo of his suicide dive in yeah, the last I, I couldn't make I couldn't make out the impact. Like you know, I saw when he jumped out initially when I watched it, and then they showed a replay, but they showed the replay from the reverse angle, so you see his feet. And the first thing that I heard or saw was his leg or his. I think it was his left knee hit the ground. So yes. I thought that's what yeah. it was. I thought that's it was what his we were knee. Talking about. Here it is. Um, it is reported that during the dive to the outside last week on, on Raw, Ivar's head hit Bobby Lashley's shoulder, causing mm. damage. Ivar has also has also has a previous history of neck issues. Therefore, extra care has been taken with this injury. That's so wild. he has a pre-existing neck thing and then Bobby Lashley's boulder of a shoulder um hit his head um well my, my thought on that is uh you you are prone to neck injuries and your first idea for a move is a suicide dive <laughs> right hey you know gods are with me I'll land right every time yeah actually that's that's kind of yeah you're right like if you already know you have a pre-existing neck condition like why the fuck are you suicide diving well i mean yeah. it's the same reason why i'm fucking 43 taking bumps in my basement <laughs> i mean <laughs> you know it, it's kind of like it's i just i get the what is it the the somersault that he does in the ring where he bounces off the ropes mm -hmm. that one's fine you know that don't see too much risk to that unless somebody accidentally kicks his hands out from underneath and he lands on his head you know the thing is is he's he's not a small guy and i'm not and i'm not even making what? fun of the weight i'm just no, saying no, no. he's a it's big an obvious statement yeah he's a big dude <clears throat> it, it's it's like otis doing something like that could you imagine otis keith lee um keith oh lee re the, the resident resident thick boy well hold on hold on hold on wait one second keith lee is limitless so he can do whatever it is he wants <laughs> <laughs> well you are um, correct sir no i i think that they i think they need to if they know that someone has pre-existing injuries they need to do what they need to do to protect that person because the athlete and as a partial athlete in high school i can tell you <laughs> that 
you know, the athlete's not going to stop themselves. You know, I wrestled matches in, in high school with my ribs taped, with my knee taped. You know, I had, um, I, I think I had fractured three of my ribs and I wrestled anyway. Like, I, I didn't give a shit. Lewis is a beast. I was. I was a fucking beast. No pain. No fucking pain. Um, so you so did that bump. Until I took that damn bump and I was like, oh, what'd I do? Oh, I think I broke my tailbone. There is pain. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I just think they need to, if they know people have pre-existing conditions, they need to put a limit on that shit. Because even though you, you, you do it and you practice it, Anything can happen, just like it just did. You never know. So, and it, it probably wasn't even anything that Bobby Lashley did. He was in the spot where he needed to be to brace, and it was maybe the closeness that he was there. Maybe Ivar jumped too early or too late, and it caused that impact. I don't know. It's called momentum and gravity. <laughs> it's called turkey legs. That's, <laughs> that's what it's called. Don't eat them turkey legs, bro. Um, not, um, and, you know, you say that they don't, what i can't remember what you said now I'm, I'm trying not to fuck up your words you said like the wwe should take care of their wrestlers with pre-existing wrestler... con- yeah with pre-existing well in general they should but yeah, yeah, if they know someone has a pre-existing concussion problem um, or neck problem or shoulder problem or back problem the bella twins released a book and apparently in the book, I haven't read it, but people were like super surprised that Nikki um, said this, that she had actually um, gone to the WWE doctors. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if she went to anybody else, but she said she went to the WWE doctors several times about her neck and they they brushed her off. <laughs> she, I, I, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm trying not to laugh because I got like 60 jokes about that. And I'm not going to tell him because it's disrespectful. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> After the show. After the show. <laughs> After the show. Um, but, I, and if I remember correctly, she said that she felt it was because they didn't care what she had to say. And I think she was trying to chalk it up as a female not knowing anything like that's the way mm-hmm. she felt like she was treated but i mean who knows these doctors might like might be like i checked you out you don't know shit you know what i mean you never know dollar the money makes it do some shit i guess i mean you know i i don't know how recent it was but i was telling you guys that i found this article about a concussion suit that the wwe won and i saw two different articles on it with two different years it was crazy i don't know maybe they were two different suits but you know they they won this suit because the wrestlers and there was about 60 of them from different eras that were you know suing with the assumption that wwe knew that damage to the brain would cause you know long-term damage to the body or whatever um, but they ended up losing. They ended up losing because they couldn't prove for whatever time frame it was that at time that uh, that the lawsuit was filed that they had any knowledge of you know CTE and any of that because it was well before all of that. So you know it ruled in their favor. But I mean maybe that's an indication that they may not be doing what they're doing. But at the same time, if you hit your head, it hurts. I'm interested in knowing when the suit happened because yeah. help me remember this, Louis, because you have a better memory when it comes to things like this than I do. So Chris Benoit died 2006, 
six, seven, eight around that time frame. That um, I don't remember. It was a sad time for me. Um, it was either six, seven, or eight. Um, and somebody, I don't know who, was saying that the problems that he was having was because of concussions. I think that came out um, after the fact that that's what they were. Yeah, that's what they were trying to do, and it was yeah. two thousand and seven. 2007 yeah, June 24th yeah so the concussion stuff I know happened after the autopsy mm -hmm. because they they looked at the brain and there was like this is a pattern of a person who's had multiple concussions right so depending on this lawsuit if it was before the Chris Benoit stuff then mm -hmm. yes if it was after the Chris Benoit stuff, then WWE has some really good fucking lawyers. <laughs> I mean, because even if, even this if, was the stuff that was coming up, so they could have looked into it and taken it seriously. Even if it if, was after 2007, that might have been during the time where everything was surfacing and there were still not sufficient studies and sufficient documents and sufficient science behind it for them to even maybe have that determination. Uh, I, I think when you have to look at when CC, CTE became a thing, like when it was a definite thing, then from that point on, I think is when it, it, it should go. But I mean, regardless, any sport has injuries and any of those injuries can have any effect long term. So I think okay. both CTE the, mm -hmm. was discovered and I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry. Yes, you did. Yes, I did. <laughs> yes, I did. Uh, CTE was first discovered in 2012 by professional football players. In what year? 12? 2012. 2012? Mm -hmm. So if the suit was 2012 and after, then they do have some really good fucking lawyers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I'll give them the 2007 to 2012. Because that's yeah. that's a good four or five year run to get studies, to get information yeah, and science right. and proof and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but it's crazy. And anyway, that was a you know whole long convoluted around this Ivar thing. It 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 sucks. <laughs> it sucks because they were a really good tag team, and now who knows what's gonna happen? You know. And it also sucks because now he's got to deal with another fucking neck problem and neck surgery. Who wants to deal with that shit? I know. You know, I've had four back surgeries and they suck. I don't think I've... Well, yeah, I had one surgery, but it was, like, microscopic, and I went home the very same day. It's when they cut your balls off? <laughs> it's when my, when my balls got transferred over to Zach so he could be officially the man of the relationship. <laughs> Damn. I was not even going there. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, shit. Anywho... Um, well, I'm done. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> Zach's I tapped need out. I here since I'm wearing some panties. <laughs> yeah. I it, told you we got you. You got balls now. If it, if it's not a g-string, then I mean, it doesn't count. There's no point, right? <laughs> We're idiots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Zach is like, yeah. I'm just gonna go play NBA. <laughs> you know, oh. I don't know how I don't know how I feel about um, this this whole dynamic with these eight people meaning the hurt business with now cedric the entertainer turning heel and going with the hurt business i think it's a good move i think they needed a fourth person 
And I think it's an even better move because now they've got someone small enough to wrestle with Ricochet. So it's a little bit more believable because, I mean, any of the other two guys that were with Apollo Crews against a Bobby Lashley, MVP, or Shelton Benjamin, it just, yeah, it was yeah, it wasn't believable to me in the first place. So now Cedric seems to be the toddler of the group and i can deal with that because he can grow into that just saying i mean you keep calling him the toddler but he's talented he's still a toddler be as talented as he want (laughs) it's it's not believable for and i say this very cautiously because there have been some great big man small man matches throughout you know throughout wrestling you know Rey Mysterio has had great matches with Kevin Nash and the Big Show and other anybody who's taller than him which is everybody I was gonna say it's anybody <laughs> yeah um the whole women's evolution is taller than him but, <laughs> stop it. but Cedric is not Rey Mysterio well he's not gonna be if people keep talking down about him constantly Oh, because that's you what's can, preventing him yeah, from that, being a good wrestler. That's what's from preventing His him from feelings. cutting a good promo. <laughs> I mean, come on. The, he doesn't He doesn't sound the part. I and think people he, talk down about him because he listens to the JFW and then just fucking cries himself to sleep <laughs> and be like, this is why I'm not a good he wrestler. He, he Googles every time Lou talks about him. He's like, oh, he fucking hates me. Fucking well, if he's using me. Google, he's using the wrong platform. <laughs> um... I mean, I think he's ta- I think he's talented also. I think he's a talented dude. He's young. And he has room to grow. I I just, I don't know. There's something about his size that bothers me. And it, it bothers me with him more than it bothers me with Ricochet. And I can't figure out why. Is it because Ricochet is more acrobatic and does all the flips and tricks and like Slide of hands makes you see all of yeah, that and not see his wrestling. Under, Maybe like a luchador. Yeah. Didn't he study under the oh, luchador? Uh, oh, I I thought you meant is that the that's the type of style he has. I don't know who know he studied under. I thought he studied under the luchador um, practices. I mean, it's it's possible, but I mean, he he has a different look to me. He looks. He looks grown, I get, and I'm not trying to say that he's small, but he lo- he has a look to him like a. I-, I can't explain it. He's got a look that Cedric doesn't have. So, Ricochet wrestled under Prince Puma for mm-hmm. Lucha Underground, mm-hmm. um, where he was in not inaugural and first ever two-time lucha underground champion from 2010 to 2018 so maybe that's because he did uh he he he, dragon gate promotion in Mm -hmm. japan Mm -hmm. and then dragon gate usa division Mm -hmm. um Oh, those are the championships he's he's won with all of that. He, and then he wrestled Prince Puma. Here's the thing. I I knew about Prince Puma and I've heard about Ricochet and I know he wrestled in Japan and I know he's wrestled in other places and I've seen some of the matches he had before he got to NXT and they were great matches. 
The only time I heard of Cedric Alexander was when they did this cruiserweight thing, this cruiserweight um, tournament, the first one, I believe, in NXT. And then they went and they did 205 Live and they put him in 205 Live. And that's Wasn't all I... in that as well? I'm sorry? Wasn't Buddy Murphy in that as well? Yeah, he was, well, he was in NXT and then he was also in 205 Live. Oh, okay. Um... If I remember correctly, because he was part of a tag, wasn't he part of a tag team that Alexa Bliss managed? Yeah, I think so. Because at the time they were dating. Yeah, so oh, yeah, he went like from that. there to two hundred five live, and so I think that's that's the 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 distinction for me that Ricochet has a much wider resume than Cedric does. So I look at Ricochet differently than I do Cedric, but I'm not taking away from his talent. I think he's a talented dude. He can work. Um, you know, his stuff doesn't look forced, but you know, what did he do? He tripped up Ricochet. Ricochet hits the, you know, the um, the apron and then he throws him into the wall. He does all this shit and he gets in the ring and he hits Apollo with the, um, the back break or whatever. Lumbar check. Lumbar check. And then what does he do? He just gets up and he screams and it's not like a battle cry scream it's like a <laughs> and then you know the way that it went down after didn't even make sense he left the ring and stayed in the ring and looked at them and they were smiling he didn't go in with them to celebrate they did it later on in the show it just it felt weird it felt weird yeah. Did it not feel weird to you guys? I... Cat's making funny faces. No, I was trying to remember what you... Well, no, I, I read this thing where it said Ricochet's mom's house burnt down. And I was like, what? Sorry, I got distracted. Um, So what felt weird for me was him looking back and forth on the ramp. It's not so much that yeah. he didn't go into the ring or walk away or whatever. It was the looking back and forth and it was like... Half smiling. Yeah. And I was like... For me, it felt like a setup. I, I was me, thinking the same thing. For me, it was like, is he not playing the character the right way? because he's supposed to be sly or is he letting the audience know that, hey, you know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, I'm really not a bad guy. Like, I'm so confused. I was so confused by that part. Um, I, I don't know. No, that I get was, what you're, Like, that was the only thing, really. I get what you're saying, because, you know, at certain points, I was watching and thinking, is this a setup? This is, like, he's going to betray them once they get into the match and it's going to be like, ah, we got you. Because right. that part, I, I, I see what you mean as far as it being weird. And this, and I don't know when they got back in the ring and MVP is like, look at the shirt. It says, you know, you, you're you in or whatever and they're doing that banter. There's a moment when uh What's his name? Sheldon Benjamin. Sheldon Benjamin. Yes. Um, asks him, yeah, why are you in this? And I'm like, and then he answers and I'm listening to them talk and I'm like, something's not 
connecting for me. Well, listen. Is it is Sh- it that I don't really hear Sheldon Benjamin talk that much, and it's just weird for me to actually hear him talk, or is it that what's his face Cedric Alexander is not selling it for me? Sheldon Benjamin is a phenomenal athlete. His work rate is great. He looks amazing. He is not known for his mic work. Oh, okay. So, and I'm not saying he's terrible. No, but no, no, yeah. it's just not something that he's known for. And I don't think that Cedric is either because I don't, I just don't like the sound of his voice. Mm. It doesn't resonate with me. So I think they were trying, what they were trying to do was, you know, MVP is like, yeah. And Bobby Lashley is, yeah. And Shelton Benjamin is like, well, hold on a second. I, let me hear this motherfucker out. I need to understand what's going yeah. on here. And that's what threw me off. Because like I said, I don't know if it's that I don't hear him talk that often that it just threw me off when I heard him, you know? And I'm like, oh, okay. And then Cedric Alexander replies and I'm like, ah, uh, this isn't selling it for me. <laughs> this is like weird for they, me. So. They probably told him, you have to make it seem as if you're doubtful that he's there in the first place. And he tried to do it and it just wasn't natural. You know? So, I mean, either way, I'm glad that the group is expanding. I think they got the right person. I just hope that he grows into whatever role they have planned for him. And this isn't just a filler until something else pops up. You know, because I think the three of them in that dynamic for a while was really good. I really like that group. I'm not been a fan. I've not been a fan of the name. I think the name is terrible. But I like the three of them together. I like that faction. So I'm not a fan of them, but I like the way they look. I will say that. But now you've got Cedric Alexander in it, and I'm like, but he's not gonna fit that build. You know what I mean? And I mean, take it for what it is. Like I said, I don't like them. But when they walk around in their suits and their, you know, it's tight, and then they walk into the ring and they've mm-hmm. got, um, I think both Bobby Lashley and Cedric, uh, no, not Cedric, uh, Shelton, Benjamin don't wear shirts. And mm-hmm. then you have MVP with the little tank top thing. And they, you could tell that what the suit is, is really them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, I like that look. I like they what have they're presence. going for. They have a presence. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Um, I don't know how Cedric Alexander is going to fit into all of this. I think that's the wild card. I think they have to try to get him to fit his own way, but I don't know if he can do it. Mm. Um, I mean, he's 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 significant. Let me not say significantly. He's shorter than the other guys, but he's built also. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Maybe in a suit and having that type of presence, he won't be so bad. But you know, he's not the badass of the group. You know, he's the toddler surrounded by three parents that's that's how i'm looking at it you know but i'm sure that they'll be able to push him to do whatever it is he's going to do and he'll work the matches and he'll take the bumps i mean he's he's good like i said i I agree i think uh with zach he's a talented dude so anyway what what else what what else came out of raw other than the hurt business um, what do you got? What did you guys see? Because the hurt business was the one thing. Well, 
the major thing that that stuck out? Oh, oh, go ahead, Zach. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, Angel Garza walking out on Andrade was pretty significant, in my opinion. I don't know how significant it was, but it was very interesting. It caught my attention. Um, <clears throat> I think last week you were talking about possibly Angel Garza might be part of retribution. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not going to double down on that, but it's certainly is a possibility even though those guys that cut that promo none of them look like him but that doesn't mean shit yeah i couldn't really tell who any of them were i'm pretty sure that the front left female is um the nxt chick mia mia yem yes really yeah somebody you think said they're bringing it was... her up yeah it looked like her somebody said it was the other one which other one the green Eel. hair, Eos. Shotzi. Oh, oh Shotzi. Eos, Shotzi. I don't know. Eos. That's possible too. I, I don't know. I, I, I wasn't a fan of the promo. I wasn't a fan of retribution all over the screen. I, no. Which one was the one with the red hair? The NXT or with the red hair? Because supposedly in one of these retribution situations, they have red and hair. I'm, I'm, I guess I didn't see it. Um, somebody's hair mm-hmm. had come out and it was like a sig- uh, a signature red of an NXT tier. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to think of what female And not necessarily that she's, she's a lead of it, but she's in it. Yeah, I remember we had this conversation and the name is escaping me. Is it okay. Tegan Knox by chance? Mm, no. Sure. Anyway. Anywho. <laughs> I, I, I agree. I think Garza walking away was interesting. I thought his attitude about it was interesting. I thought the intro itself, when he came out and then Andrade just blew right past him, you know, was interesting. Um, I also learned in this segment why they've never put a heavyweight title on Cesaro because his promo skills are not where they should what? be. What? Cesaro's awesome. Well, he is, <laughs> just not on the microphone. Um, his, there's something about his delivery that's just flat. Everything else about him is a million bucks. The guy looks like a million bucks. He works like a million bucks. His presence is a million bucks, but you know, his promos are half a mil (laughs) 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 and it's a shame because I really, I've liked Cesaro from the moment he came in The Swiss cyborg, baby. Yep. Hmm. I was I was a fan when he was when he had his his full name. <laughs> he had a first and last name. It was uh, Antonio Cesaro. Oh yeah, that's right. Antonio Cesaro. Yep. Randy Orton got fucked up. I thought that was pretty good. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um Drew McIntyre. You got a taste of the Claymore. Several. And what I what I really like about this whole thing is the way Drew McIntyre is handling it. There is something intriguing to me about a face champion who does heel shit. And he's doing heel shit to the heel. And I like that. Because not a lot of faces do it. 
like ruthless aggression he <laughs> like he came in they told him to leave he's like okay i'm gonna go and then he came back he's like no nah, i'm leaving for real this time and then he did it again would you believe it <laughs> i left my phone <laughs> I, I thought that that was great. I think his body language is great. His facial expressions are great. The things that he's saying while he's doing it to Randy are great. I, I have no complaints about how they're booking this at all. And again, this is a championship match that I don't think it matters who it, who wins. Well, I, I agree with you. I think... Um... I like the way that McIntyre has uh, attacked this situation and the way that they have him just basically going after Randy as if he were still a heel. And then he's like, turns around, and he's like, hey, hey, Charlie, how you doing? You know, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I thought it was great on the third attack when uh, when they were in the back, when he was getting, when Randy was leaving and he had his suitcase with him. And then yeah. he fucking attacked him from behind and took his face and just rammed it into the fucking turnbuckle and just pushed it against the turnbuckle <laughs> on the ring that just happened to be there with one open side. <laughs> one magical ring. Man. Yeah, exactly. I, I thought that spot was really good. Um, I You know, I, <laughs> along with laughing about some part of that was the fact that the way Randy came out and, you know, he's holding his jaw and everything and he's dragging his, dragging his suitcase. And it was almost like he was pouting. <laughs> yeah. His, his attitude was like a, a four-year-old that got just got spanked and was leaving the building. Yeah. Like when, when Adam Pierce was, you know, saying something and he was like, oh, you're saying that because of the fact that you can't do your job? This is bullshit. Yeah. Like that was his demeanor. <laughs> I thought it was funny. I thought that was really funny. Um, um For me... Like, that was fun and everything, but um, <clears throat> the Mysterio family, Viva Piñata, Buddy Murphy, was, like, the highlight and low light of the night. Well, for me, because I cringe. I, oh, I'm a cringer. I, I that's, I that's really what I mean. Not, not that I officially hated it, but there were certain times that they were hitting him, and I was like, I, oh, the face. Oh, they got the face. Listen. Ooh. Yeah. Fuck that guy. That's all I have to say. They every Monday at eight forty-five, they should do a Murphy lynching, and I'd be a happy man. God, <laughs> damn. you hate Murphy so much for? No, I I don't hate Murphy. <laughs> um, no, I mean, can't with you. It's it was it was brutal for people hitting him, but I mean, and he got caught in the face. You know, I'm like. I was gonna say, you know how bad a Kengo stick hurts? I don't, but like it looks like it hurts a lot. <laughs> you know how bad it hurts? Well, I mean, I don't. But... I don't, but that should look like it hurts. I'm sure it does hurt, but I mean, like like we said before, these guys know what to expect, and sometimes shit happens. I'm sure he took one in the face, and they went back then. They were like, um, sorry, and he was like, Rah. and then they got over it, and that was it. <laughs> you know, I mean, Louis, <laughs> something like bro. a TikTok. <laughs> I think it's funny that they keep booking uh, Dominic in street fights. I, I say just well, well I can't I say think, that he I had think, that match before. I think before. that's the only way they would logically expect him to win right now. 
But the kids, Dude, the kids fucking... got moves. He jumped yeah, not, off the I'm fucking screens. That. He did that slide through the rope power bomb. Yes, and fucking oh my oh, god, yeah. that was my right. When he went, I had to went. watch the replay because I thought he hit his neck on the way down. It wasn't. It was his shoes that hit the table. But, but the he way sold he, it. He, yeah, he's not only did did Murphy sell it good. Dominic nailed that shit. Yeah. As if he's been doing it for years. Like, it was just... And, and that's he it. He probably has. He probably has. And, like, when he jumped off the the screens... I don't even know what to call mm-hmm. them. The, the crowd? The fans? <laughs> the fans. He jumped <laughs> off the fans. He was crowd um, serving. The Thunderdome. Yeah. He, he hit that landing really good, too. Yeah. I was impressed with that. Because that was a pretty high... It was a high... It was a high jump, and he hit it. The landing was a little off because he smacked the shit out of one of his ankles. Because you heard, oh, did he? It. Yeah. I didn't notice. Because I heard it. Um, unless that was maybe Buddy slapping his leg or something. Like I watched it and I was like, "Ooh, that looked a little rough." Oh no, I didn't. So I mean, he I got good see. form when he was coming down and he nailed the move. Uh, maybe it was just the positioning, or maybe it's just the sound because there's nobody there. I don't know. Yeah, dude, I'm over this fake crowd noise when you see the fake the crowd it just doesn't even match it feels weird i liked it in the beginning because i guess i was i've always liked the sound of the crowd on tv but this crowd doesn't react to um to the things that the wrestlers are doing and, mm-hmm. and well, that's the problem they generically do during intros and but yeah uh, and that, outside but for, of that like when roman came in they had everything they had everyone booing right which yeah I'm like, and that that they're getting but um i'm trying to think of an example when when bailey attacked sasha last week right if that would have happened in front of a live crowd there would have been like a gasp and yeah. a roar like when the undertaker lost at wrestlemania to brock lesnar that type of reaction and they're not getting that and that's that's what i don't like that the things that are supposed to trigger reaction that trigger me doesn't come across on tv because yeah. then it makes me feel like well should i not be triggered by this <laughs> what, what's going on you know yeah. the the last thing that i'll say about raw and then you know we can move on i think we spent too much time on raw I think so too. Um, fucking Kevin Owens and Alistair Black in Raw Underground? Come on, just come on. And what? Well, hold on, wait, wait. Even even before you say anything, why is it that Kevin Owens goes into Raw Underground, and then when we come back to Raw Underground, he's still not there? They're like, oh, Kevin Owens will be here in a minute. He just walked in the door, like. 10 minutes ago how long does it take to get to the ring from the door i know well it's weird i don't know i like kevin owens a lot face or heel i've always liked kevin owens and this build-up between him and alistair he pretty much had the upper hand against alistair most of the match you know he pinned him against the ground and he you know picked him up and was threw him into the wall and but then they got into it with the rest of the crowd and then this big dumb fuck that nobody knows who the hell he is comes in and wrecks both of them and i'm like who who is that why is he doing anything kevin owen should have fucking uh beat the shit out of him i like this guy 
this big guy. I like his nope. look. But what are they doing with him? That's the problem. If he's going to do something like that to a Kevin Owens and an Alistair Black, who is he? They've said his name. He's fought in Raw Underground. I don't remember his fucking name because they're not doing anything with him. I don't know his name. I think he's, he's. I think he's. Tier. He's a. He's a big dude. He's got a good look. Put him somewhere. Let's see what the fuck he can do. Well, put his ass in NXT. He don't need to be up there beating up fucking Kevin Owens or Aleister Black. Well, at the same time, let's let's not let's not but pretend that this is the Kevin Owens from two years ago. This is a different Kevin Owens. This is not a main event Kevin Owens. This is not fight Owens fight Kevin Owens. This is a Kevin Owens that looks like he's being punished for some shit. <laughs> I don't know what this man did. Uh, he took off. He said, "I don't want to work during COVID." <laughs> Yeah. So, so did Sami Zayn, and I mean, and now he's he doesn't even know if he really has a belt or not because he's running around with a belt that Jeff Hardy has. But he's getting way more TV time, and he's still walking around with a belt, regardless he's of whether he gets same, to keep it or so not. He's getting the same TV time. I don't know. As, I mean, yeah, Kevin's stuck in underground, but it's still the same same amount. And it's not that he didn't want to work during COVID, because he did. He had a WrestleMania match against Seth Rollins. And WrestleMania took place weeks into the quarantine. So it's not like he didn't want to work. So something happened. What happened? Don't know. He's got heat somewhere. You know? But, I mean, the the, the build to it hasn't been good. And if they're going to put these two guys in Raw Underground, at least... And I've said it... A thousand times in the last like month have a definitive fucking winner don't have this one guy take both of these fuckers out because someone needs to have the upper hand going into whatever the match is going to be no I, I agree with that but my big thing with underground is they set up these matches and they're like anything goes anything goes but Anything should not include other motherfuckers interrupting in the goddamn match. Now, you know what? I don't even have a problem with that. But don't say anything goes, but then when they get out, say, okay, get back in. No, let them get back in on their fucking own. That's another annoying thing. Right. Fucking get tired of hearing Shane McMahon. uh, Shane McMahon sitting there going, oh, get back in the ring, get back in the ring, get them back in the ring, get them back in the ring. It's like, shut the fuck up and let them. Just let them do it themselves and that's it. So, you know, I think that's a bigger problem than other people getting involved. I get that it's like a fight club, and when you go out, it's like a lumberjack shit. Fine, whatever. I get it. But this whole get them back in the ring thing is is ridiculous. I don't know if I believe that lumberjack shit, because half the motherfuckers around the ring are just people watching. No, they, you know, the, I say lumberjack, but I'm looking at it like... Um, like a, uh, the most recent Mortal Kombat games, right? There's certain spots in the board <laughs> that you can use the background. And that's that's how I see Raw Underground. Like a watered-down Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Where there's no fatalities. <laughs> a watered-down Mortal Kombat. So, all right. All right I'm, I'm nope, done. NXT. I'm done with Raw. Oh, NXT next? NXT, Mark. Finn Balor, congratulations. I like it. 
Everything else, meh. There you go, wow, Zach. color me shocked. When Finn Balor won, the first thing Zach said was like, Lewis is going to hate it. <laughs> Have you not been listening the last two weeks? I said he no, needed that win. we don't listen to them. Yeah, seriously. We don't listen to you, Link. No. Obviously not. I said last week Finn Balor needed to win that match. It's not that. It's usually when something happens that's positive with someone we like, you're usually like, meh, meh. Well, you're right, but I actually said this should happen, so <laughs> there shouldn't have been a thought. But either way, I don't think it would have mattered. Even if Adam Cole would have won, I would have been happy with that also. I just felt that Finn really needed this win. That's all. Yeah, and it was a good match. It was. It was a really good match. Yeah. Yeah, it was. And I, I really liked we're that. Trying to figure out, we're trying hmm. to figure out why, what the hell happened to his chest that he was bleeding. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember. But I do like that that show of respect backstage, too. I was really shocked that they did it that way. Oh, yeah, when they went and interviewed Adam Cole? Mm-hmm. Well, they yeah. interviewed... No, then they interviewed Finn Balor first, but right before the interview, they did the, you know, Wolfpack thing, and... I don't remember that. I don't remember that either. Yeah, it was like when they came back from the commercial break after he won the belt... Um, Finn is backstage with Triple H and a bunch of other and 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 Resident Thick Boy was back there too. Oh, and Triple oh, yeah, H was yeah, yeah. talking to him and then Adam Cole came and shook his hand and said some, you know, you were the better man tonight or whatever, and they did the two sweet and then they interviewed Finn Balor. Gotcha. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. I know what you're talking about now. I well, must have gotten up. The uh NXT was heavy, heavy promo this week. Yeah, after after the championship match, it was kind of downhill for me. Um, you know, yes. you, they did the whole Gargano way, which I can't. Are we really going to talk about that? That's not. Please, that's not. <laughs> no, I'm um, just saying, you know, major promos that they were doing throughout the show. You know, then your boy Timothy Thatcher had his, which okay, wasn't but, wasn't his greatest one. The steel cage match was good. Rhea was Ripley and um, what's her face? She's a Mar- fucking star. Mar- that Rhea Ripley. Well, I, I thought, love her. I thought Martinez. Reed. Mercedes Martinez. Yeah. Mercedes Martinez. Mercedes. Bronson Reed versus Austin Theory was a pretty good one too. Actually, that yeah, you're right. That was a good match. Yeah, Reed pretty much punished Theory the whole damn time. Mm-hmm. And I mean, but I kind of expect that, you know. You, of course. Rather than Thick Boy should have been just crushing his ass. I think one of the funniest parts was uh, our daughter at one point was like, just sit on him. And he, <laughs> it was like he heard her and he sat on theory. That's funny. Yeah. But, okay, good. But moving, I mean, now I, we can move on to SmackDown. Yeah, outside of that, there was, you know, it's great with a new champion. I st- every time Damian Priest talks, I love it. The guy has got a great you can fucking come voice. Join my forever party. Yeah, you can come too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I like the guy. I like the the persona. I, he comes he comes across believable, and I I, I like it. Um, other than that, and and Cap's right. That cage match was really good. It was. It was, it was brutal too. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not gonna lie. I thought, I thought uh, Robert Stone was gonna get super, uh, uh, fucking pulled over and slammed inside the ring. Yeah, so did I. So I didn't did know I. if it'd be like a superplex or. 
But I, you know, both of those girls did a really good job, and Rhea Ripley stands out like she's such a like she just has mm-hmm. star written all over she her. She looks like a beast. Yeah, she's fucking hot. Yeah, uh, I was waiting for it. Well, I mean, I for guess me. when you're in the ring with Mercedes Martinez, <laughs> I I like her too. I think she's a beast, but beast. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, moving on. <laughs> Beast. Anyway. Oh, Jesus. Anyway. We're we, we going to do AEW? No AEW this week? What's up? I mean, do we have to? It'd be nice. Uh, okay. Well, I mean, we're going to talk about... Whose day is it? It's, it's Miro Day. It's Miro Day. That's a pretty... I, I think that's the only thing I want to talk about. I thought okay. it was. Well, I thought it was I'm worth. Happy, I'm happy to see Miro, Rusa, whatever you want to call him. I'm happy to see him back at the ring because he was one of my favorites when he was with WWE and when he was in NXT. Um, mm-hmm. I just hate that you have him. Looks like he's gonna carry over the Miro day and. He's probably still going to do uh, Miro Crush and things of that nature. And here's Lana and WWE sport and gear that says Lana, Lana Crush. And I'm just like, shut the fuck up. Get your own goddamn theme and stop ripping off your husband. Well, I mean, I don't know where Rusev Crush came from, but he certainly was not the one saying it when he was in WWE. She was. So... I get it. They might have given it to her to say. Maybe someone else came up with it for her to say, but she was the one that said it. Yeah, no, but she said Rusev Crush, not fucking Lana. I don't know. I just have... You want to be the ravishing Russian? Fine, I don't have a problem with that. But you don't need to steal his shtick. Because she's running around going, it's Lana Day. No, it's it's not. Shut up. <laughs> but that, Shut the fuck up. That's what heels do. Heel shit. What? Steal their husband's shit? Yeah, I guess. Steal so. whatever's shit. It's, she and would not be anyway, the first heel we'll manager or heel person to you take a, to take a tagline, to take a shirt, to take anything. So to hold that to her, you don't like her, you don't like her, but don't say that she shouldn't be doing it because it's not like she's paving the way for people to do this. She's following the suit of people who've done it before her. Are you two done? Can we move on? Smackdown? Yeah, there was nothing else. Unless you want to talk about Orange Cassidy. Who doesn't want to talk about Orange Cassidy? I don't. Smackdown, please. (laughs) (laughs) He's awesome. Awesomely retarded. Shut up. I still stand by the fact that I find him entertaining to watch. Okay. Smackdown. Smackdown. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard everything right, I need to hear. All right. Um, ow, my neck. Uh, let's see. Bailey explains with... Oh, the fucking... Roman Reigns. And Jay or Jimmy, whichever this one is. Jay or so. Uh, their match, fucking hilarious. Jay does all the work. 
Here comes Roman strolling. He barely taps him. Like it's like such a lazy ass. You it wasn't. It wasn't even a tag. All he did was grab his love handle. Like there yeah. was there was contact. He palmed his yeah, entire yeah. back. That's what I was gonna say. Like you didn't even hear. Like sometimes even when it's like lazy, you could kind of hear the slap. You didn't even hear the slap. And Jay, like Jay, didn't feel it. He's doing his shit. The ref's like, no tag, and he's like, what? And then Roman does a spear and fucking wins. And I turned to Zach and I was like, you know, I like this heel shit doing this heel doing heel shit bit. I like this because but you, literally you his know, shirt you, is like show up and win. And that's what that's what the fuck he did. You know what's interesting is that he's a heel doing heel shit. But what's the first thing he did when he walked out of that ring? He helped his cousin up and they walked oh. back. So I found that very interesting. So you think he's going to maybe create a new crew? I think he's going to kick think, his ass. That's what I yeah. think is going to happen. I think it's... Um, <laughs> well, he already said he was going to do that. Um, he's going to be like, it's going to be just it's, like... Um, it's a false sense of security. Like, mm -hmm. I let you do all the work. I'm helping you out. Just to kind of stay in his good graces, but not really. You know what I'm, Do you know what I mean? Like... Mummy, but it, it's like uh, when they did the promo with him earlier in the show, you know, he's like, don't get it twisted. It's going to be like back in the day at family reunions, I'm going to kick your ass. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, hmm. Hmm. But I like Jay's reply. Like, didn't Jay say I'm not a little kid anymore? He said we ain't little kids anymore. Yeah. yeah. Which I would love to see him back up that talk. It's not going to happen. You know what? I think it is going to happen. He's just not going to win that match. Okay, you think it's still going to be a gun? I a think... Good I don't think that Roman is going to put himself in a position where he's not going to have a good match. Because there's very... He might not be or might not have been cutting the greatest promos prior. But the large portion of his matches were good. And I, I, I love... Heyman's new take on announcing right now. He yep. let me. <laughs> He's putting all the emphasis on Roman. He's, on Roman. He's taking the back seat. The way that he hands him the title. Everything that he does is purposeful. And it's noticeable. And you're right. I, I like it. This is not... This is uh, this is not a confident Paul Heyman. This is like no. a a fucking Submissive. wounded dog coming yes. back. Yes, that's exactly what it is. Um, you, you no, my, my favorite master, is so. like thank you for thinking that I had a hand in it, but look to your cousin. Like I didn't do it. <laughs> He's the chief of your tribe. Yeah, and I, I was need, like, yo, I don't need to hear that anymore. That I love it. Like, I, I love it. I get it. I I mean he. You can't be heel Roman Reigns and be the big dog because that's your face persona. You have to find a heel persona. King, king head Corbin. of your tribe, yeah. king of your tribe. This is your tribe mm -hmm. leader is his I, heel persona. And I'm okay with it because it, it plays to the, the Hawaiian-ness that they it, are. That's what I was going to say. I think it works in this particular situation because they're of the same heritage. So it means more. 
Yeah, exactly. Like I, I bought into it the moment he said. But like, it, I'm not gonna lie. Like, caught me off guard. I was like, did he? The first time he said it, like two yeah. weeks ago, I was yeah. like, did he say? And then when everybody was like, yeah, I was like, I can you know get what's gonna this. happen. You know what's gonna happen? They're gonna get into this whole family thing. Kishi's gonna show up and take a spear from Roman, <laughs> and Kat's gonna lose her shit. She's gonna be like, "You can't hit my man!" She'll be reaching through the fucking television trying to kill Rocky Roman Reigns. Oh, I have actually, you know, I'm, we we can see how this match plays out over the next couple next week or two, right before Clash of Champions. It's two yeah, weeks before. We see how it plays out, but I wouldn't be surprised if this is a competitive championship match between the two of them at the pay-per-view and what it comes down to is the other uso coming back and costing uh jay uso the title so now you've got one cousin with roman and one not shit they could make this shit like okay i know i'm beaching but don't judge me on this, Lewis. Like, they could make this shit like a faction because... They could. You have Tamina in the group and she's related to them. You can get Naya and her life together. She's related to them. So you have Naya on one end, Tamina on the other. I don't, you know, I don't... If, if, if we're going down this divided road and then you have Naomi who has to side with her man, whichever one that one is, I always forget which one it is. It's Jay Jimmy. Or Jay. It's J or J. Um, so they could build like a little, you know, rivalry. That that would be dope. Cause then Paul Heyman could be like, How dare you fight with the king, with the leader of your tribe type of shit. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I don't know. Like, I, I'm I'm for this 100 They could. I, I think if they did like a Samoan dynasty type of faction yes. that it could work. Um, how they get there is gonna Oh yeah really make a difference in whether or not it goes over or not but i think it can be done yeah um, I, and i like this a lot I, um, yeah i'm i'm liking it too and i think they picked even even if they were a tag team still and the other one wasn't hurt i think they picked the right uso for this job because he he's the grittier of the two to me i can't no i agree part. with that <laughs> How do y'all tell them apart? I can't fucking tell them apart. Well, they are together, super identical. When they're together, a lot of times, Jay wears the grill. They they talk different. And there's a slight difference and very slight difference in face. But yeah, it, it's it's minimal. I feel like y'all fucking with me. It's, no, it's, it's, like, it's like the difference between 1080p and 1080i. Like that's although, the difference. Like, although, the picture, <laughs> although the picture that they showed where... Jimmy and Jay are standing on both sides of Roman mm-hmm. back when they were kids. They look badass. They fucking look identical. All three of them. Yeah. I was like, Roman Jay. is slightly lighter. <laughs> yeah, just slightly. Yeah. But the, the three of them standing like that with the same haircut and everything, I was like, God dang, they look just alike. So I, I'm liking what they're doing here. I want to see how they continue to build this up. Uh, this I'm, whole I'm this whole intercontinental thing, I think it's interesting, but I don't really care. Nah. You know, I I'm not a fan of that belt in the first place, so I've lost my my um. taste for the intercontinental title. Um, but I don't I don't see where I I understand where Sammy fits, but it's like just have the fucking three way and get it over with already. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, but I think that's the case. Is Sammy doesn't his 
his character is yeah. if they do it right is never going to allow three way to fight for his he shouldn't have to fight for his belt is the way he's going to see it now, of course that that's how they all see it he'll end up fighting it though I just wish they would get to the juice of it and make the match already because um, I mean the, yeah. the promos have been okay and I like AJ Styles I like Jeff Hardy and I like Sami Zayn just get to the just get to it get to the point yeah um, honorable mention Nikki Cross and uh, in this four way championship not to take or championship match not to take away from anyone else but Alexa Bliss nailing that sister Abigail Good stuff. I was like shut the fuck up she gave the kiss and everything and I was like oh look who's been practicing with Bray <laughs> nailed that shit she did yeah, she nailed she it really she nailed did. the form she nailed everything about that move and even the um before she did the move, she was kind of just like walking around mm-hmm. with her eyes, you know, yeah, like, wide open. Um, I, I like it. And I think that the eyes wide open thing is perfect because she's walking around like, you know, with her eyes wide open. So when she walks right into like a Bray Wyatt type of thing, I opened your eyes. I, I, yeah. I don't know if they'll go that way. Maybe I'm reading into it too much, but I like that. I'm not gonna lie. When they said we have a special guest and there was like the box oh, the, and everything, the new, the I new s- character, yeah. I swear to you, I thought they were gonna lift the whole box and it was gonna be Alexa Bliss's head. <laughs> like I 100 percent thought. Well, I didn't think they, it was gonna be her head. I thought it was gonna be a doll in her likeness. Oh, that's I what I was think thinking. No, but I how was funny was it. the fucking uh, the Paul Heyman walrus? Oh yeah. <laughs> We, the best we, part we had is, to pause it because we were laughing so hard. Yeah, and then we're playing it, and like the segment's almost done, and Joseph goes, "Oh, that's supposed to be Paul Heyman." I'm like, "Bendito, you finally got there. <laughs> you finally got there." That was funny. Yeah, but yeah, that's shit. It talks just like I can't. I can't with this show. Like I have to be high. Like on at least drunk. At the very least, drunk. But that shit. Um, yeah, but she, I, I like the fact that she even had the stance right. Like her legs were in that um, sumo squat position. Mm-hmm. She she definitely has been practicing. No, she nailed it. Yeah. Yeah, she, she did, did fantastic. Now, I thought... she looked at the, at the announcers and was like, bam. Now, think, what do you think? I think yeah, go Nikki ahead, finished super strong as well. Like, you know, you don't think so? I think so. I I think that that's a really good point that she did finish strong. And I think that there is hope for her yet. Not that there never was. I'm just saying she, I I think she could walk into this, into this match with Bailey and win. Uh, You know, if they keep going the route of Alexa kind of, Funhouse, you know, Firefly Funhouse, and out on on Nikki. I think if they went more of the route of kind of breaking her again to where she's kind of crazy again, uh, I, I would like to see more of that because that was what made her character so fun in NXT. Was mm-hmm. she? She was just nuts. Yeah, I agree. Um, the Bailey explanation. Oh yeah, I liked it. 
You you like the I'm gonna accuse you before you accuse me. I do. So then, with that being said, do you think you will see a face Sasha Banks now? I mean, if you're going to have the two of them together working a program, uh, yeah, that that would that would be the plan. A face Sasha against a heel. Uh, Bailey. Well, I think she has cemented her heel ship. Yeah. And that, that's what I liked about the promo. It really put her in that position. You, Nobody asked me how I was feeling, whether or not I liked it. I liked what I did. You're goddamn right I liked what I did. And I was sold after that. I thought that was a really good stance to take, and she sold it well. Um, made her intentions clear. I was using you from the beginning. I, I don't I don't see the problem. It's like you brought me in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thought you were using me, but I was using you the whole time. Yeah. Yep. Just when you think they're fucking you, no, no, oh, you're fucking me. No, I'm fucking you. <laughs> I I thought I thought it was good. It's not anything original, but I thought she did it well. But and, yeah, I was gonna say, you know, stuff can be repeated if it's done right. Mm-hmm. I, I think this delivery was was done right. She didn't sound the same. Like I know that sometimes when she's doing when she was doing that exaggerated spoiled girl shit, it was a bit much. But this wasn't that. This was a little bit more focused. Um, Ding dong. Hello. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, this was a little bit more focused. A little bit more um, venomous. I, I liked it. And then she just got up and left with the chair. I thought I thought it was good. And I liked the, the, those sneakers she had on were really nice. I, I don't oh, know I why I noticed that. They looked like heads, but they were nice sneakers. No, they're they're vans. They were vans? They're all black vans. Ah, well, they, they were nice sneakers. So I I think that Nikki Cross can walk away with a win from this match from interference on Sasha Banks' behalf. That's that's how I think Nikki might win that belt. I could be completely off. I would much rather her not win from interference. Not intentional interference. Just, you know, you kind of stomp my neck out with a chair, so I have to hurt you type shit, (laughs) you know? And it just happens that there's a distraction of some kind. I mean, I I see where you're coming from, too. You you know, you, you want that victory to be clean and mean something, but I don't think in this situation... I don't believe that Nikki winning the belt is bigger than the build to Bailey and Sasha at this particular junction. the the belt has the belt has enough pristine behind it right now where you could put it on anybody and it wouldn't make a difference. Right. So, you know, the other thing. How do you guys feel about this potential loophole that Otis can't cash in money in the bank? I don't like it. I think it's interesting. Who, who, I, I'm confused by it. Like, they've not, the- they've not said what the loophole is. The only thing that I think Morrison said was something about it not being transferable. No. Yeah, and then... <laughs> Which sounds it's ridiculous. Not for, it's not transferable. And then Miz said... All contracts have a loophole. I just need to get it to my lawyers so they can find it, is what right. it ended up saying. And or think, they ended up saying. I, 
I'm hoping this is going to be nothing more than a, a Benny Hill chase where it's always misdirection. It's it's going to be the focal point for comedy right now. With them trying to get the contract away from Otis and yeah. I I think you're right and I think you're right only because at this at, at this point if if Otis cashes in money in the bank, he's not beating Roman Reigns. If he can't cash it in and it goes to Miz or Morrison for whatever reason, neither one of them are beating Roman Reigns. Nobody's beating Roman Reigns right now, so it doesn't matter who has money in the bank. Well, I mean, that was stated basically from that article Vince saying that he was going to have that belt for a while and no one's taking it away from him. Right, exactly. So whoever has the money in the bank should jump ship to Raw. That's that's <laughs> that's how I'm looking at it. Well, funny you say that because Mandy Rose was transferred over to Raw and apparently Miz had something to do with it from what she tweeted out. She was like, um, I know it was you that did this, blah, 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 blah. That's exactly what she wrote. Well, she's not challenging Drew McIntyre for the world heavyweight title. <laughs> Be interested in seeing that. Oh, man. You know, um, we, we kind of skipped over this on Raw. I'm just just curious how you uh, felt about the debut singles matches of Billy Kay and oh, Peyton Royce. I skipped uh, over it on purpose because the match was good and then they end with a hug and no no fighting what did you want to happen a fight i wanted peyton to be happy that she won and jump up and down and forget that billy existed and billy's like but we had this relationship and she'd be like but it's all about me now bitch like i kind of i don't know like we're friends we're fighting each other let me hug it out let's go make out and back do you think that Either one of those two chicks beating each other up would have had the same impact as to what Bailey did to Sasha the week before. No. No, but it was diff. It would have been different because Peyton's not excessively beating up Sasha, but she's boasting on herself and being proud of herself and cheering herself on. And Billy is like. Well, what the fuck, man? And she's just like, well. Mm -hmm. Would you have not... taken that in the form of a promo 20 minutes into the show? Like, not directly after the match, but let's say everybody goes backstage 10 minutes later. Hey, Peyton Royce, let me get an interview. And then she starts boasting about how good she is, how good she is, how great she is, how this is going to be the year of Peyton Royce and I'm going to get a title. And yeah. Okay. Why? I'm just curious. Because I, I thought that there would have been an attack also after. But then when I thought about it, I was like, you're going to have two shows doing the same shit? doesn't make sense. Yeah, not so much. An, I didn't want so much an attack. I wanted there to be friction and a feud. I wanted there to be, like I said, Peyton's like, oh, I did it. Bam. You know, I'm number one. And Billy's on the floor still laid out. And then she sits up and is like, what the fuck? And she's like, what? I'm champion. I'm number one. And then maybe she offers her a hand to pick her up and Billy slaps it. 
hey, it's 2020. You know what I'm saying? Like something. And then she hops out of the ring, walks away, and then it's like, oh shit, Billy Kate. Like, then comes back and it's like, you okay? You know what I mean? Like, she could be that conceited self. We've seen them do that shit as a tag team. Why can't you, unless you're trying to make her a face, which I don't know. Peyton's the better heel. I don't know which one of them would be face or heel, but I know one of them is going away, so I don't think it matters. <laughs> it's Billy Kay. Yeah. They're, they're, I, I read an article that says they were going to write Billy Kay off of TV anyway. Oh, period. Period. Oh. I so, thought they were just going to push stupid. I think they I thought they were just going to push Peyton. You know, and have her I, not so much fight Billy Kay, but I I figured like Nikki and and Brie where Brie was her valet valet mm-hmm. whatever that fuck that mm-hmm. shit's called um for a while. You know, ordinarily, Zach, I would say I disagree. I would say that they need to write her off or they need to whatever because she doesn't have the look and blah, 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 blah. But when I saw her singles ring entrance on Monday, I was impressed. I thought that she looked different for some reason. Obviously, she was wearing a different outfit, but there was something else about the way that she would, the confidence that she had walking alone, I guess, because I've seen them both as a tag team for so long that, you know, they're used to the walking in together with their entrance and how they do it. But there was something different about the way she carried herself. She seemed a little bit more confident than she had when they were together. And I was like, you know what? It could probably work. If they make one face and one heel, it could work. Yeah, but, I still thought the match was a little sloppy, though. I well, I'm just going back to the fact that they shouldn't have split them up as a tag team. You've barely got tag teams as it is. You're throwing motherfuckers together left and right. You had a solid team that had a good name, good outfits, and good dynamic. And then you split them up for what? Peyton Royce isn't going to go on any major run. And now you're, you know, you're saying how they're talking about writing Billy Kay out. Mm-hmm. You just lost one of the best female tag teams you had. For what? Nothing. Nothing. Because you're not going to do, they're not going to do anything with Peyton. I don't see it. Well, we have to wait to see what they're going to do. You may not be wrong, but, you know, I'm sure that we can have the same discussion about a lot of people who ended up having successful runs. So, I mean, I think it. I think if there's a time to develop or come up with new female stars, now is the time. So maybe that's what they want to do. And maybe if it doesn't work, they throw them back in as the Iconics and fuck it. You know, that's it. Keep them as a tag team. Yeah, but I mean, are you talking about they're writing Billy Kay out? You know. I just hate that there's not that many female tag teams as is. And you're slapping together women that are singles. Mm Mm-hmm. Instead of pushing, or not necessarily pushing, but I mean, I get that you're running with a skeleton crew, but if these women have been tag teams since high school, basically, they've been training together, they came in together, they did NXT together, why not keep them as is? Like, we're already running thin with women's tag teams. Well, here's here's the real question. Because I don't, I don't disagree with you guys that they should not have split them up. I want to know 
why it was decided or how it came to be decided that it would be better to split up the Iconics and then put Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler together. Yeah. Because yeah. If, if any two women could have probably had better singles runs, it would have been the two of them. They could have fought each other and one of them could have went on for the title. Then the other one could have came up and challenged that one for the title. And they could have carried that rivalry for quite some time. But they seem to have fucked that up from the beginning. So I want to know who was... Well, I don't want to say who. I mean, there's always the same people, I guess, at the table who decides all this shit. But I want to know how it was decided that this was a better option. Because I don't know where that's going. Like, they did this whole handicap match shit. And what did it accomplish? Nothing. Other than showing the Riot Squad is wearing the same outfits, which is cool. But... I didn't get anything out of that. I know Shayna Baszler's a fucking badass bitch. You know? She proved that already. In several ways in many different areas. And Nia Jax is Nia Jax. <laughs> I mean... There's there's no... There's no push behind her. Which is probably why she's remained at the level that she's at. She could be so much better in my opinion. And I love Nia Jax. Yeah. So, well, I don't love Nia Jax, but I do. I, 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 I don't know what it is about her. I, I love her look. I wish that her work was a little bit better, and I don't know why she works that way. But I do like her look. I like the way she oh, before yeah, I like her look. before this. I like the way that she kind of um, handled the character. Now she seems a little too whiny and over the top. Like when they had Oscar running around screaming all this stuff. I, I didn't like that either. You know, I like NXT Oscar. I guess like I liked NXT Nia Jax. So. But then again, I like fucking NXT Keith Lee too. And look what they did to this motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, I don't even get started on that. So. I don't know. It sounds like we're done here, guys. Yep, this is it. Yeah, we covered everything, even extra stuff. <laughs> well, in that case, the time has come for the JFW team to tap you out. Send tap, your quest tap. tap tap. Send your questions, comments, or feedback to jfwpodcast at gmail.com. Share our show with a face, heel, or mark. And thank you for listening. Until next week. Peace out. Bye. Peace out, everyone.